Area 941 podcast are produced and distributed by Community Powered 94.1 KPFA Radio. Please help support Area 941 at kpfa.org. I'm C.S. Song, KPFA's associate theater critic, and my guest in studio is the actor Mohammed Shihara, who plays the role of Jack in Oscar Wilde's classic play, The Importance of Being Earnest, now at the Aurora Theater in Berkeley through May 19th. Welcome, Mohammed, and let's start with this. What can you share with us about what happens in this play? There's a, a lot of things that happen in this play. I'll tell you, from, from my perspective, it's about uh, a young man who has the need to lead a sort of double life because he is he's a guardian over um, a young woman who is the granddaughter of a man who adopted him after discovering him in a handbag at a railway station. As a baby? As a baby, mm-hmm. yes. And basically he kind of puts on this uh, front as a, as a person of, you know, high noble character in order to be able to raise this woman in in a good environment. But, you know, that sort of can be, in Oscar Wilde's words, is it doesn't conduce very much to either one's health or one's happiness to adopt this sort of high moral tone that I'm talking about. So uh, he goes and parties in town under uh, a pseudonym of Ernest, and he meets up with his best friend, Algernon, Moncrief, who also happens to have his own version of a double identity uh, of an invalid called Bunbury that he uses to sort of escape his life in town in order to have fun and do his things. And Jack has basically come to the conclusion that he wants to marry someone and finally get rid of this double identity and sort of live his life as he is, as as Jack Worthing. But a lot of complications ensue, the main one of which is the absurd reality that the person he's in love with can only love someone who has the name of Ernest. She can only love somebody and marry somebody who's named Ernest regardless of the personality or characteristics of this person? It's funny hearing you put it that way, but I guess that's sort of what <laughs> what it is. And, you know, being in the play, you're sort of like, you you do your best to sort of react and interact as a real person. So like hearing, you know, you came to see the show on opening night, hearing people from the audience being like, oh, wow, really, that's ridiculous. And you're like, wow, it's like, it is ridiculous. It's sort of, it's tough to kind of observe that when you're in sort of working, trying to create believable circumstances in order to to entertain an an audience but i that is what it is i'd like to think as the person playing the role that there are elements of my character that uh this woman that i love appreciates and there is text in there that that suggests that but the bottom line is is that i've got a my name has to be earnest in order for me to get what i want and why does Jack, your character, go by Ernest when he goes into town, when he goes into London, when he leaves his country estate where his guardian lives? Well, because the things that he does under that name would be considered unacceptable in the world that he's sort of 
is in and has sort of built uh, around him. So he can't quite live his life with the integrity that he would hope for, which I think is really the kind of emotional core of the of the play for me is is you might look at it you might on a first read you might look at it and you might say oh this is a play about hypocrisy it's about you know hypocrites about it and and in a way it does sort of it's a satire on these sort of extremely privileged individuals but there are elements of the world that they live in that just don't allow them to behave in ways that they would want to you know, Oscar Wilde was, you know, he was a man with tastes that were unacceptable in the world that he that he lived in. And he had to sort of figure out ways in which he could live with that. So there is sort of a, uh, a kind of need to hide that is very that is very powerful in the play, because his his intention is to be able to be a good guardian and to be able to run his country house with, you know, with some nobility of character, but he's a young man. He's got to go out and, and have, and have some fun. So uh, I think it's a very um, relatable reason to sort of hide and change your name and live a double life. Oscar Wilde was born in 1854. He died in Paris in 1900. So he was only 46 when he died. He died destitute. Um, so what were some of his secrets? In, in what sense was he either living a double life or having to repress some parts of his identity in order to meet public standards, public standards of acceptability? Right. Well, I can't talk too much about this because uh, I don't want to say anything about his life that is not correct. But I do know that he had relationships with men. He was, in fact, married to a woman. And, and, and actually, uh, there was a period of his life where, um, you know, he was he was doing all the the things you're supposed to do as a gentleman of that era. You know, he, he got married and, um, you know, he even listed himself as... Um, some title, I don't remember what it is, but he was doing all the right things, but he was still having these relationships and escapades. And to be honest, I don't know how he did it. And, you know, it's kind of obvious that he really couldn't quite continue with that life because eventually he was found out and put on trial and ridiculed and sent to prison. And I think about that a lot when I'm listening to his other works, his other plays, because... I do find them all, you know, very incredible. But, you know, the, the importance of being earnest is his most famous piece. But curiously enough, I, like, listening to his other work, I, I, I was really just intrigued just how how much of an arc there was in the kind of things he was writing about. You know, his style is still very much him, you know, with the the witticisms and the irony and all those things, but, you know, plays like a, a woman of no importance or an ideal husband, they talk about these issues that are, you know, super zeitgeisty for for today. Like a woman of no importance is like, you know, that's that's me too, more or less, you know, at least the version that I that I listen to. 
Right. So some weighty social issues get addressed in his work, in his plays, in his novels, in his journalism. But a lot of people probably who go to see The Importance of Being Earnest like to go see it because it's hilarious, because it's extremely funny and witty. It shows off Wilde's witty nature. It's just chock full of, of very, very funny epigrams and phrases, turns of phrase, witticisms. Um, how do you feel about that? I mean, if somebody goes to see this play and just laughs a ton and feels really good coming out, is that kind of, um, is that what the cast and what you are shooting for? Absolutely. I mean, that's a great question because I feel a little bit, um, in a good way, uh, sort of caught by my own sort of, um, you know, there's a, there's a wonderfully strange need for actors and artists in general to sort of attach to their work to a meaning beyond entertainment. It isn't detrimental, but in my philosophy, at least, there there isn't anything higher than having an audience walking away giggling because they came to a comedy to laugh and that's <laughs> that's really and it's not even like a bottom line sort of thing it's just like that's that's why we're here because the audience is i think it was um was it tom stoppard who said something to a director of one of his plays they were having a conversation after one of the previews and he's like Oh, can you tell the actors to do this? Because, you know, I, I want to see if that line gets a laugh, gets a laugh. And he kind of went to the director and was like, you know, I don't want you to think that, like, that's all I want. You know, I'm not just aiming for, it's not just about getting laughs, but, and what he said was, laughter is the sound of comprehension. So, the idea is that we there, there's there's a little bit of a of a habit sometimes of performers devaluing what they're meant to do, which is entertain an audience, and that's all that I really hope for is that people come in and they walk away, and if they have a discussion later about you know some social issues or you know even the fact that there are people of color in this sort of you know Victorian era comedy of of manners i mean that alone can erupt a discussion that can happen after the theater but only if it's fun for them you know can you share with us some of the do you remember some of the witticisms some of the one-liners that people can look forward to oh man um there there are a lot i mean i actually i jack doesn't have that many i i think Jack is probably the most simple-minded of anybody in this in this play. Um, well, well, there's one that I have that where it says it's a it's a terrible thing for a man to find out suddenly that all his life he's been telling nothing but the truth. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Uh, let me think of something Cecily has. Oh, I shouldn't. Here, here's one of my favorites from Cecily is uh, uh, I shouldn't. I, I'm, I'm misquoting this for sure, but I wouldn't want to meet a sensible man i shouldn't know what to talk to him about or there's just so many there's it's the that's the whole play i mean the whole play is just line after line after line or like 
you know, I don't believe in long engage. This is Bracken. I don't believe in long engagements. They give people the opportunity of getting to know each other's character before marriage, which <laughs> I think is never advisable. Or, um, oh, this is one of my all-time favorites is Cecily asks in the scene, in the third act, Cecily asks Gwendolyn when they're deciding whether they should forgive the two young men. And Cecily asks Gwendolyn, couldn't we both speak at the same time? And Gwendolyn's response is, wonderful idea i almost always speak at the same time as other people and it's just like it's just those little things that are like and being in rehearsals i would get these like quiet like eruptions of just delight and the way that you react as an actor in the rehearsal rooms is sometimes loud is sometimes quiet but like there are lines like that that they don't always get the biggest laugh but you know that they have like a just a delightful effect on people. Muhammad Shihada is his name. He plays the role of Jack in the current Aurora Theatre Company production of The Importance of Being Earnest. It's by Oscar Wilde. The play is directed by Josh Costello, and it runs at the Aurora Theatre in Berkeley through May 19th. For more information and tickets, you can call 510-843-4822 or visit auroratheatre.org. That's theater with an R. Um, so, right, it's a Victorian-era play. The play was uh, first appeared on stage in 1895. Victorian propriety is probably, we would agree, would be like one of the targets of Oscar Wilde in not just this play, but in, in many of his plays. Um, can you give us a couple of examples of places and instances in which he kind of likes to skewer propriety, you know, the sense of everybody acting and behaving in, in a certain way, having certain backgrounds, having certain social connections, um, just playing the part of a, an acceptable, safe Victorian citizen? Yeah, uh, very good question. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm stealing this from another actor in the cast, Michael Torres, who, who had a really great insight, which was... Um, Michael Torres plays the double role of uh, Lane, Algernon Moncrief's servant, and uh, Dr. Chasuble, who is the the rector uh, near the country house um, where Jack lives. And uh, he's the first person on stage. And the first two lines in the play, Algernon is playing some music, and he goes, uh, did you like what I was playing, Lane? And his response is, I didn't think it polite to listen, sir. And immediately that exchange lets the audience know that this play is more or less at the expense of these Victorian high society people. Um, less so perhaps in Algernon's case, because that character sort of acts as a kind of almost as a sort of an observer within the world, at least in, in what we've sort of found in rehearsal. So it's sort of this strange thing of, because the play takes its structure from so many different kind of heroic journey plays, you know, Shakespearean or, or like the structure of like a Shakespearean comedy where, you know, you have you have a real trajectory that people want to follow and they want to believe in these characters and they want to and they sympathize with them and they and they want to see some sort of resolution and i think that's part of the 
the genius of the play is that you can't really say, oh, this is this is a satire on, you know, Victorian um, pompousness, or this is like, this is a romantic comedy, or this is, not that it like necessarily mixes genres, but I, what I mean is it's like, it's sort of that dual, it takes two very kind of separate ideas and like clashes them together. Yes, I. it's almost like Oscar Wilde is asking us, yes, I want you to believe in these characters and follow them to their conclusion, but I also want you to see how much fun I can make of them. So that's sort of what I uh, I, I get out of it. And it's, it's, it's a really exciting sort of challenge. So I'm going to guess, Muhammad, that you in real life are a very different person than Jack, this person you play on stage at the Aurora. Um, what did you find as the biggest challenge to inhabiting this character? You know, were, what obstacle did you feel like you might have needed to overcome in order to portray this character in the most authentic way you could? Well, I'm surrounded by some really excellent, excellent actors. So that helps um, getting to know other people's work and things like that. And the fact is, you know, who I am outside of the theater is just as much of a performance as who I am, you know, inside inside of it, too. So, you know, as people, we all have wants and needs and we have moments of of reservation and moments of intense melodramatic tendencies and and all those things. So it's sort of like a process of sort of just kind of figuring out as best as possible what is essential to making people believe that you're this person because i you know every actor is different but i i don't really or i try not to sort of approach any role with an idea of what the character is like or should be like or what their mannerisms are or things like that i sort of the basic thing that i start with is like okay i, I look at a scene and I'm thinking, okay, they're saying these two people are saying things to each other. Why are they saying these things? So it's more of a process of like, okay, he says words that are written down for him. And why is he saying, why is he saying those words? And, and I don't, I can't look at my performance and then myself and say, oh, this is how Jack is different from me because I don't know if Jack is different from me or if I or if I am. What I do know is that the best way that I can give voice to that character is by knowing precisely why I'm saying what I'm saying and why I'm doing what I'm doing, which is which sounds very simple, but that's why it's so hard um to do because a lot of times we don't know why we do things or why we say them. And there's like a dual sort of actor thing of like, yeah, I, I want to be spontaneous and believable, but I, I won't find the voice to be spontaneous if I don't know why I'm saying what I'm saying. Muhammad Shihada is his name, S-H-E-H-A-T-A. And he plays the role of Jack, who at times pretends to be earnest in The Importance of Being Earnest, a play by Oscar Wilde. It's on stage at the Aurora Theater 
through May 19th. The Aurora Theater is in Berkeley. For more information and for tickets, you can call 510-843-4822 or visit auroratheater.org. The production is directed by Josh Costello, who will become the Aurora's artistic director beginning with its 2019-2020 season. Muhammad, congratulations on the production and on your performance and best wishes for the rest of the run. Thanks very much. And I'm C.S. Song on Bay Area Theater for KPFA.